I was busboy with this other guy who was, a, uh, he was a, at Tufts. And I remember saying to him, we should have busboy Olympics, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we should have the busboy Olympics. Busboy Olympics? We carry like trays and like glasses full of water. And um, he was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then a couple of days later, we're talking with someone and, and everyone's ripping into me. And the guy goes, yeah, and this guy thinks we should have busboy Olympics. <laughs> It's like, it's like this guy sold me out. Oh my God, sold me out on the Busboy Olympics. He laid low. I know. That is the voice of Joe Berbiglia. Joseph Berbiglia. Joey Bag of Donuts. He's back. This is a very special episode. Joe, uh, you might remember it was on the show about a year ago. It was a huge success. People have talked about it for a year. So now he's back. And we're going to talk a lot about Boston. And Christmas, because I'm going to Boston for Christmas. I'm going to be at the Wilbur Theater. Uh, we just had a fifth and sixth performance of the Wilbur. We called the shows Christmas Parmesan, because I have a joke from the old man in the pool about how the theme of Christmas around our house growing up wasn't really uh, religion or Jesus. If anything, it was, I think, just sort of chicken Parmesan. So we're having Christmas Parmesan at the Wilbur. We're super excited about it. So we talk, that's, that's where... Joe and I grew up sort of outside Boston, probably an hour away in Shrewsbury. And so we talk a lot about Boston. We tell stories about growing up. We talk a lot about chicken Parmesan and all things Christmas. Um, Next, I'm going to London to the Wyndham's Theater, which is a gorgeous theater in London. If you have friends or enemies in London, please spread the word. And that's going to be the finale of The Old Man in the Pool. And then there's going to be something uh, maybe after that. Who knows? Sign up for the mailing list on burbigs.com. And I just announced some shows in the Pacific Northwest. I'm going to Seattle, Portland, Vancouver to all my Canadian friends who, who, who get so angry at me that I don't come to Canada enough. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that enthusiasm, but I hear you and I'm coming to Vancouver. And of course I'm going to Walla Walla where I have a, if you don't know that story, listen to Sleepwalk With Me Live. So uh, I have a great conversation with Joe Berbiglia. Boston, Christmas, chicken parmesan. Uh, Joe has some great, borderline unbelievable Boston stories from our childhood. I think you'll love it. Enjoy my chat with the great Joseph Bag of Donuts Berbiglia. I'm here with lifelong brother, Longtime collaborator Joseph Berbiglia is our guest today. Mike, it's great to be back. <laughs> What's so you funny? Pre- you pretending to be some kind of uh, hey. performer? <laughs> yes. That- well, I joined the two-time club, right? <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. What else we got? Uh, Jenny's been on twice. Alex yeah. Edelman's been on three oh, yeah. times. Otsko's been on Ira three Glass. times. Ira Glass is on twice. Yeah. It's a big moment. Yeah, it's great to be back. It's um, it's it was a wild year. We 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 did Old Man in the Pool. Uh, on Broadway. Mostly uh, you did that, but I was there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you worked on that a lot. I did, yeah. J- just to give context, Joe and I have been working together, I'm I'm going to say 20 plus years. Uh, well, we've been working uh, official, in official capacity 18 years. 18 right? years. 2006. But basically. 17 years. The, <laughs> since the moment I started doing stand-up, which was about 25 years ago in college. Yeah. We were on the phone. Talking about jokes. Yeah, beating it out. And here we are again, except today, 
talking about jokes and stories about Christmas. Yeah. Particularly because we, and, and also I think maybe skiing, because we're, there's two tours that we're announcing. One is the Boston Christmas Parmesan shows yeah. at the Wilbur Theater, where we're gonna, I'm gonna tell some Christmas stories, but also like it's just a new hour of stand up. And then we're doing, we haven't officially named it yet, but yeah. it's the Joe Birbiglia goes skiing, Mike Birbiglia does comedy tour yeah. in Colorado in March. I'm all in. And my <laughs> wife is confused. <laughs> <laughs> this came out of an idea. Okay. I think it's sort of a funny story, which is uh, you, I was performing in Salt Lake City oh, yeah. in the spring. Yeah. And then you, yes. which we call you, sometimes call you America's guest. Yeah, okay. Because sometimes you'll invite yourself along right. to trips. Right. That's something you do. But in this case of Salt Lake City, what happened? I don't recall. I slow rolled it. <laughs> because, what do you mean you slow rolled it? Because you booked this date on a Friday in Salt, Salt Lake, Lake City, City yeah. in March, which is absolutely the perfect time okay, to, sure. to be out skiing okay. in Utah. I mean, it's ideal. And I didn't want to be pushy or suggest, okay. but, so I slow rolled it until you said, "Why don't you come along to that one and we'll and we'll uh, after the show we'll do some skiing." What do you mean you slow rolled? I it? didn't ask to go on that trip. You invited me. I waited. That, how until is I that invited. even slow roll? Oh, isn't that a slow roll? I played it cool. I didn't push myself in on that one. So, in other words, you didn't jump the gun. Right. And the moment I booked Salt Lake Correct. City, yeah. you go, hey, you know, that'd There's be a perfect <laughs> one for me to go on. Correct. There's some mountains there. Right. Yeah. So it worked out. So I was glad it was your idea. And I really wanted to go also. Right. Because in the past, yes. Like, for example, there was a trip that the Bob and Tom radio show did to the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. And you were like, I'd like to come along. Yeah. And, like, there's been trips uh, different places over the years. You're like a, you're like a professional vacationer. Yeah. So, anyway, that's how we came up with the idea of, I say to Joe, I go, here's what we should do. Next year, we should come to Colorado and plan a tour of Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll ski and we'll call it the Joe Birbiglia Goes Skiing, Mike Birbiglia Performs Stand-Up Comedy yeah. Tour because people will think that's funny the way that this is us talking about this now is pretty yeah. funny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And also like, uh, that's one of the things I like most about the fact that we have our own company. We started yes. this company like yeah. 18 years ago. We can just decide like that's the name <laughs> of the tour and then it just is. That's right. Like there's no corporation. I know. There's no running it up the flag. There's no flagpole. There you, is no flagpole. You are the flagpole. I'm the flagpole. <laughs> We're all, I'm the flagpole. We're all kind of <laughs> various heights on the flagpole. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we're doing Christmas Parmesan and we're doing <laughs> Joko skiing. You're getting a little more strategic with your tour booking. I've, sometimes I have to remind you, let's not book a week in Chicago in early February. Yeah, or Fargo yeah. in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, the highway's frozen. <laughs> oh my God, you're bringing up a funny story. <laughs> we, years ago, we were, I did a show in Minneapolis yeah. and then I think the next day was in Fargo, yeah, North Dakota. And yeah, I didn't really think that through. <laughs> and, and the highway was fully frozen. Yeah. And we were driving, I think probably four hours or so. Yeah, we had a two-wheel drive Suburban. Yeah. Which was not ideal. And yeah, there were jackknifed 18-wheelers like all over the place on the highway. It was 
<laughs> it was like Armageddon because it was a, like, imagine you're fleeing a city in an Armageddon situation yeah. and you just see cars that are broken down on along the yeah. highway yeah. and you just go, we must leave you. Should we help? <laughs> <laughs> we, no. I'm so sorry. Should we help? No, we can't. We would, we would help if we had any skills. If we, trust me. If we have we, granola bars. If we had skills, we would help you in a second. Um, I think there's going to be a Buffalo announcement. Soon, yeah. Um, which is cool. But I was visiting our, our late grandmother in Buffalo, New York once, driving to grandma's house. And it is a white, what they call a whiteout on the road for an hour. It is the winter. Yeah. I'm driving from Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I was doing the club, Junior's Last Laugh, like great club in Erie. I'm driving to Buffalo, full whiteout. Can't see a thing. Yeah. Can't see 10 feet in front of me. Yeah, yeah. And at one point, I pull over and just stop because I'm like, well, I can't drive. Yeah. Surely I can't drive, then I'll die. Right. So I pull over yeah. and I'm stop. And I realize that all the cars going past are sliding towards me oh, and they <laughs> might hit me also. Oh, yeah. So if I stop, I'm gonna die. And if I keep going, I might die. So both scenarios are bad. Right. So, and, and and I really, I mean, honestly, it was the closest I've come in my life to going like, oh, this is like, this this could be real bad for me. Yeah. And I get to grandma's house and <laughs> grandma Mackenzie and I, and I, and I'm like, grandma, the weather was cr- the crazy, this craziest storm. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I want to turn on the news to watch the weather. I turn on the, like the six o'clock news, yeah. the weather, no mention of it. Oh, jeez. Wow. It's like. Weather's fine today. <laughs> yeah. That's what Buffalo is. And yeah. I remember I called you and you, I go, Joe, this crazy thing happened, the storm and the whiteout. Yeah. And you go, people shouldn't live there. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, one time, this is a funny road story from <laughs> Ed Harrow. You know Ed from my college yeah, improv group. He's a great guy. He was opening for me one time in the Midwest and we had a, we had a flat. And this guy comes over and to help us out. And did I ever tell you this story? No. And this guy's like, literally, he 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 like jacks the car and he's helping put a wheel on all the stuff. He's underneath our car, and he looks up and he goes, "Y'all good with Jesus?" I swear to God, "Y'all good with Jesus?" Okay. And we we go, absolutely, we are. Amen. Absolutely. We love Jesus. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I always bring that up as like my best example of in a pinch, you'll lie about anything. Right. Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time. 
Start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses, or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, head to squarespace.com slash burbigs, B-I-R-B-I-G-S, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Mike Burbiglia's Working It Out comes from Helix Sleep. Helix has been with this podcast from the very beginning. We are huge Helix mattress fans over here. Let me tell you a few things that are great about Helix Sleep mattresses. They are fiberglass-free. Unlike other brands, Helix mattresses do not contain fiberglass, which can be harmful to your health. As you may have seen in the news or on social media, there have been a number of health issues and lawsuits related to fiberglass and mattresses. You know, actually, I used to, I used to have a mattress that was pure fiberglass. It was just, it was literally a bed of fiberglass. No longer. I sleep on Helix mattresses, which are fiberglass free. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash burbigs that's helixsleep.com slash burbigs this is their best offer yet and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now no now so we're talking about boston today because we just announced christmas parmesan doing a whole bunch of shows in boston wilbur theater the new hour my new hour of comedy for Christmas. Uh, we grew up not in Boston, right? But in Worcester, right? One hour away. One hour away. Felt like you know, a thousand miles away. Like it's, yeah. uh, to me, it felt exotic. Boston, absolutely. It's the big city. Yeah. So this is a funny like Boston story that you and I laugh about sometimes. Okay. I always say to people that the best type of comedy to me, this is just yeah. to me, is. Inside jokes. Sure. Um, <laughs> so you and I have one. Yeah. Which I've said to a couple people, and they think it's pretty funny, but I'll say on the podcast, right. and we'll see if people think it's funny. When you and I, we were busboys at a restaurant yes. in high school. Yeah. And there was this, like a third busboy. Yeah. This dude who's probably about my age. Yeah. He had a thick, thick Boston accent. Yeah. He was really smart. He went to Boston Latin. He was okay. a smart, smart guy, but he had a thick, thick Boston accent. Yeah. And he goes, we were talking about our dad, something to do with our dad having yeah. to go to the hospital because yeah. blah, 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 because our dad's a doctor. And out of nowhere, he looks at you and me and he goes, you think I give a care what your father does? Yeah. And I'm like, What? <laughs> <laughs> and both you and I are just looking at each other. What, what is happening? Yeah. Like, did we miss something? Did, right. Like, it's one of those moments where you go, I don't know how to get out of this conversation. Yeah. We just both go, no, we're just talking about our dad and our dad. I don't know. I, and then to this day, yeah. you and I have a code, which is, you think I give a care what your father does. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy that one. Yeah. I don't even know why it's funny. I just think it's so funny. First of all, give a care. Feels right. like a quintessential yes. Boston phrase. Yeah, you think I give a care? Yeah, that's that that's accepted. <laughs> that's an accepted turn of phrase. There's no logic to yeah. that sentence. You yeah. think I give a care? Yeah, 
And then what your father does is very Boston because I think, <laughs> because B- Massachusetts is very blue collar, white collar. Yes. And there's yeah. a lot of like, what's your father do? He's firefighter? Right. Cop? Doctor? <laughs> lawyer? Teacher? Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, give a care what your father does. Yeah. I, I always know. remember that job because I uh, I was busboy with this other guy who was a, uh, he was a, at Tufts. And I remember saying to him, we should have busboy Olympics, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we should have the busboy Olympics. Bus and we, boy Olympics? We carry like trays and like glasses full of water. And um, he was just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then a couple of days later, we're talking with someone and, and everyone's ripping into me. And the guy goes, yeah, and this guy thinks we should have busboy Olympics. <laughs> It's like, Dude. it's like this guy sold me out. Oh my god, sold that's me out on so the bus funny. Olympics. He laid low. I know. He laid low. He was humoring me it. and thought it was a good idea. Oh my god! Stand by it. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> the bus boy Olympics. Yeah. This guy thinks we should do the bus boy Olympics. It's like I wasn't being serious, you know. So, it was a some, bit having some fun. It was a bit. Yeah. Guess oh my things. gosh. I um, re- I remember that 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 restaurant where yeah. we waited tables. I loved the rolls at yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. Like they had these white rolls that oh, were like, rolls. Yeah. they almost looked like little baseballs yeah. or something. They're, yeah. like, they're so like nice. Like, yeah. And I love bread yeah. like, to this day. Like, I, love, <laughs> I love bread so yeah. much. Yeah. And, and when I discovered that the tins of rolls, because we would yeah. bring rolls to, yeah. in baskets and we'd open the tin and uh. they'd be warm. Yeah. And I would just stuff my, I'd have, eight, <laughs> nine, I'd have like eight, nine yeah, rolls. Yeah. And then I'd go out and bring people their rolls. I'd be like, everybody wins. I can one-up you that much. <laughs> so that was like a seafood restaurant, right? In the water. And um, people would order baked stuff lobster. Yeah. But a lot of people would order lobster and not know that there was lobster meat in the tail of the lobster. Oh, my So we God. would clear. It was like $65 dish. This is outrageous. So we're clearing tables, me and uh, my friend Graham. <sighs> and we're bringing in these lobsters and just ripping the tails off right by the dishwashing station and like eating lobster tails and then throwing the rest away like on the spot. That's absurd. <laughs> Did you ever do that? No, I don't like, I, I, first of all, I wouldn't. I don't think I would do that. Yeah. Second of all, I don't eat fish. Would you drink a Heineken that person had only one sip of? <laughs> Is that something you did too? <laughs> <laughs> it's one sip. I remember oh, yeah. there was a guy at that restaurant and his name was Chuck. Remember this guy? Yeah, I know Chuck. Yeah. yeah. He was a professional and waiter. Professional waiter. He's probably in his 40s sure. and we were teenagers. Yeah. And he would be there in Cape Cod in the summers. And then in the in the winters, he'd go to the Caribbean. He'd be a waiter in the yeah. Caribbean. He just liked to be where it was, yeah. it was yeah. nice. Natural server. And I loved him. Yeah, Nice guy. Yeah. And um, the reason I remember Chuck so well is that my first night on the job, um, I was putting water on people's table and I was watering their glasses. Oh, right. And I dropped the pitcher of water on the table, it shattered glass oh, wow. between a couple on a date, a candlelit, <laughs> candlelit dinner. Awesome. And it was, they were wet and yeah. there was like glass all over. I mean, it was <laughs> awful. And Chuck runs over and he helps out yeah. and he like cleans it up and it was so professional. And I walk and we walk into the kitchen together and I'm like almost in tears. And he goes, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> he goes, did you see the look on their faces? Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. I was like, I love this guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. But um, there's a funny memory. I 
that I was thinking of today about Boston, the Comedy Connection, which yeah. is the Wilbur, used to be at Faneuil Hall. Of course. You remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah, and I was talking about Faneuil Hall. And we, we used to grow up going to Faneuil Hall. And yeah. when I got out of college, um, there was a Comedy Central competition. Yes. It was called the Laugh Riots Competition. Yes. Eugene Merman was in it. All these Boston comics were in it. Yeah. And- $10,000 for first place. Was it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, so I was gonna enter. It was New York, Boston, yeah. Chicago, LA. There was like 10 of them. Yeah. And I called, this is so crazy. This is like, no, this would never happen in this era. This is like 2000, right. 2000, 2000, 2000, not even 2001. I just yeah. graduated from college. Yeah. I'm going between living in our parents' house in Massachusetts and living on our sister Gina's couch in Brooklyn. Yeah. In, in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. Of course. I'm going back and forth and I call Comedy Central yeah. and I go, hey, I have a dilemma. <laughs> the contest that you have is in Boston and it's also in New York. Yeah. And I don't know which one is the right one for me to That's enter right. in. Yeah. And the person on the phone said to me, you're gonna wanna enter in Boston. <laughs> There's basically like 20 entries. Yeah. And New York has like a thousand entries. Wow. So I entered. Loophole. I entered in Boston. I got into the finals. They were at Faneuil Hall, yeah. Comedy Connection. And then the winner was uh, Eugene Merman. Eugene won that? Yeah. He, okay. he won and then he went to the national finals or whatever it was. Oh. And then all the comics backstage were like, were like, uh, it's fixed. Oh. Eugene Merman knows the people. <laughs> he knows the judges. <laughs> I was like, all right, you guys, conspiracy <laughs> theories at the comedy contest. Wow. Like, let's keep it down a little bit. Yeah. This is crazy. That was a nice room up there, Comedy Connection. Yeah. Gorgeous. So now that is, oh, that's the same owner that Absolutely. moved to the Wilbur, yeah. and that's where my shows are. Amazing. For Christmas. So it's kind of a dream. It's kind of a dream to be doing a whole ton of sold out shows in Boston and, uh, so let's talk about Christmas because it's yeah. Christ Christmas Parmesan. Oh my um, God. We, that's a, but that's another one, Christmas Parmesan. We just, yes. we called it Christmas Parmesan just because we have a joke in Old Man in the Pool about how, I think the joke is <laughs> we didn't really, it wasn't very religious. Yes. Christmas for us, if anything, the theme was uh, chicken Parmesan. Yes. And then I, after that point, I just refer to Christmas as Christmas Parmesan in the yeah. show. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite types of jokes yeah. in the sense that there's no real punchline. Oh, yeah. And people are just laughing out of recognition. I think people like, get it too. They get it. Yeah. So I was asking our sister Gina about it the other day. Yeah. I go like, do you remember anything from Christmas? She goes, well, Nick Naples, who we loved and yeah. was your godfather, your great godfather. I didn't remember this. He used to bring cannoli from the, from the north end of Boston. Exactly. And not and only like, that. Like 24 a year. Oh, I would think he would bring like 40 of them. Oh, really? Yeah. In and fact, they were amazing. They're fantastic. But at the same time, like cannoli, <laughs> cannoli's not something everybody likes. <laughs> so when you show up with like 40 cannoli for 23 people, you're going to have leftover cannoli. There's a lot. So we would be eating them for days. Yeah, you're right. We used to go big on Christmas. Yeah, I think oh, yeah, that's absolutely. the reason why I always talk about it. Yeah. Like, we had boxes and boxes of decorations. A lot of swag, right? Yeah. It was like, it's the only holiday you get out, boxes of um, of gear. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a lot of merch. We had this huge wooden nativity it, scene. Uh, yeah, it was wild. Of Jesus and the wise men. Yes. And the well, I, I always shepherds. go back to that. I always go back to that nativity scene because uh, we had some really like oversized action figures. Huge, uh, huge. Pieces. 
And they, I think they were Italian. So we would just be like, all right, this has been in the family for generations. <laughs> but we don't really know. I don't how, think it. I don't how think many it, generations? I don't think so. <laughs> but also, like, we would kind of play with them too, right? Like, they were sort of like action figures. And also, wouldn't they, they would get like a little more broken each year? Yes. Because of the playing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. Um, I wrote this joke last year about, about uh, that nativity scene, which. It never ended up in the show, but yeah. I thought it was a funny point, which is um, is like uh, Joseph, the father of Jesus, yeah. really, really bad deal there. <laughs> Very understanding. Very understanding. Very understanding. <laughs> His girlfriend comes to him like, hey, so we're not going to have sex, but yeah. God, I was talking to God. Yeah. God was like, yeah. I should have a baby. The babe. story bears further scrutiny. <laughs> 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 we we can't have sex. Oh, you, so who wears the baby from? Well, I God gave put the baby. Yeah. So you had sex with God. Eh, sort yeah. of. I sort of had sex yeah. with God. <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we went big on Christmas, but yeah. then in our twenties, our mom, who's like a very serious, kind Christian person, takes the whole thing very seriously. She's like a model kind of uh, re- religious person in a way that I res- very much respect. Yeah, it's not the way I've gone, but it's I, I respect. She decided consumerism oh, and Christmas is yeah. too much. Love it. Everyone can give each other a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, you know that this is going. Everyone can give each other gifts. It must be less than five dollars in value. <laughs> five dollars in value. <laughs> Yeah. Can anyone she was a- <laughs> raise your hand if you can think of a gift yeah. that one could purchase? Yeah. She really pulled the e-brake on that thing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we really did have these night, 1980s excess, you know, that, the theme of Christmas in the 1980s yes. w- was a bit of excess. Absolutely. At, at, our, at our joint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it would be like bars of soap. <laughs> it would be like... Christmas cards, yeah. and would you remember your favorite gift? Well, I was a bit of a sleuth and a shark with gifts. Yes, in that I knew all of my parents, our parents' hiding places for gifts. As some yes, kids I remember do. when you showed me this. Yes, um, I actually remember very well. It was like a loss of innocence. <laughs> you you showed me where you basically go. Hey, Mike, Santa Claus doesn't exist. I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? You're like, come right this way. You, <laughs> I'll show you the workshop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you pushed aside. You pushed aside like a huge, like hutch. Yeah. And then you opened up the wall. Yeah, it's a where, door. It's a doorway. A little. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like a, a compartment. It was a compartment. It wasn't a door. Right. It was like it was like a. It was inside the wall where there's insulation. Yes. And like bare wood and treasures and treasures and all the Christmas presents. And you're like, mom and dad are Santa Claus, and you just <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> And I, it was a huge loss of innocence for me. Sorry. Because, you know, it was not unlike mm-hmm. like being John Malkovich or something or The okay. Matrix. Okay. Where you're just like, <laughs> I thought that's where a chest of drawers and yes. a mirror was. Yeah. I thought that's where that is. There's more to the story. And then you're like, let me push this chest of drawers and mirror aside. Yeah. Here are all the Christmas presents that you thought were about to be given to us <laughs> by a fictional thing called Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, I was like 10 or something. Yeah, I wasn't ready. ready. I was ready, I was ready. I can remember knowing so much about our gifts at a certain point. 
um, that I had asked for the Nerf pool set, right? Okay. And I had found it, but then Santa forgot to bring it on Christmas <laughs> and having to tell my mom, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure Santa also got us a pool set that's in the trunk of your car. And my our mom would just be like, oh yeah, you're right. That's in the car. Let me go. Oh get my that. gosh. Can you recall like your favorite gift or uh, outstanding gift you received in your life? So I always remember uh, when we were about, I was about 13 years old, 14, uh, they, we got a, a Duffer, which was our Carrie Blue Terrier. Yeah. Which dog. was a fantastic dog. Yeah, so that yeah. was very special. But one in particular, I'm always recalling, it didn't occur to me until years later, is when I was 10 or 11, I got this Star Trek spaceship kind of thing. Okay. Uh, which made a really loud beeping noise. Okay. And I absolutely loved it. And I ran around the house for hours and, and I could tell that it drove our parents crazy. Mm. So which made it even that much better. And I remember that afternoon of Christmas day, it disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just absolutely could not find it anywhere. Yeah. And it was, it was gone. And it wasn't until a year or two later, I thought, I know where that damn... Spaceship is my parents threw it in the garbage. Oh my god! <laughs> right, that's, that stands to exactly, reason. That's exactly what I would have what done. What you would do? Yeah. yeah. Here's a joke I wrote about okay. Christmas. Everything you need to know about Christianity is summed up with Jesus and Santa Claus. Jesus is a painfully skinny socialist with no belongings. Santa Claus is a fat capitalist glutton who eats your cookies and hands out shitty presents made from China. Jesus is like this is a parable, and Santa's like, "Para what? Better be a pair of cupcakes because Santa <laughs> likes to eat." By the way. Do you mind if I take a nap on your roof? I'm drunk. Yeah. That's all I got. Right? But it's true. It's like, it's, yeah. a, it's bizarre that the holiday is based on this socialist man, yeah. Jesus, if you believe in that. And then uh, the fictional fun man is Santa Claus. Right. Who's just like the epitome of gluttony. Yeah. The church never really tries to reconcile that. No. Um, and then I also wrote down that our daughter doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Um, but we were FaceTiming with her cousin and her cousin said, what did you ask for from Santa? And she looked at me and Jenny and winked. <laughs> like, she, like she's in on it. Wow. By the way, I think she's a little on the young side for winking. <laughs> winking is basically like saying, we're both lying together. Right? Right. right. That's uh, so it's like we won't lie to our daughter about Santa Claus, but it forces us to lie with our daughter yeah. to other kids about Santa right. Claus. Right, it makes you complicit. I don't, both Jenny and I, we don't really believe in the lying to the kids thing. Right, right. Like I don't get the upside. Yeah. How long did you, your kids don't believe in Santa, right? My children are 16 and 14. Correct. <laughs> So you didn't. That would to, be alarmed. There would be no reason to say it like that. Um, <laughs> have you seen a picture of my kids lately? <laughs> my son drives. So we're working on the new hour, which is tentatively, I've never said this on the show, tentatively titled Please Stop the Ride. Yes. Because it kind of incorporates some elements of um, uh, the Scrambler story. Yeah. And some flashbacks to childhood. And um, how do you think it's going so far? Great. I we mean, talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's what uh, we talk about constantly. I was listening to the Levittown performance. I thought it was great. I think you did a couple stints in Providence and it was uh, not night and day, but I, I think you could really see it move along the continuum and mm. get a lot stronger in the second the second run of shows. What's your favorite stuff in the new hour? 
Huh. What do you like the most? I, I feel like you like dishwasher wash, oh, yeah. doesn't wash dishes. I really like that. Yeah. And you're always like, this is you when I walk off stage. You always go, hey, why didn't you do dishwasher doesn't wash dishes? Because <laughs> it's a crowd pleaser. Uh, it's, 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 I love that one. It's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. And, uh, and you <laughs> know, since this is working it out, uh, just to bring people into the process of, of what we do is like a lot of times we'll just talk on the phone or on a Zoom for like a couple hours. What about this story? Yeah. What about this story? What about this story? And a vast majority of what we talk about doesn't end up in the show. Yeah. Like that's what's crazy. I know. Is like, it, like probably for every show, for every old man in the pool, my girlfriend's boyfriend, thank God for jokes, sleepwalk with me. There's gotta be two, three hours of jokes and stories that yeah. just don't make it in. Yeah, it's hard to throw away hours and days of work like that, but that's the nature of it. Of it. Yeah. But that, you know, just to just to put it in context of like another creative we know and revere is uh, Ira Glass. Always when he's, do, when he's doing this American Life, they have a wall just like this, a wall of stories yeah. that are that are for that theme for that week. Yeah, and half of them or two thirds of them just go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those are like stories that people spend a lot of time on. Right. Hours and hours and hours. Totally. Incredible. They call, and they call that at the This American Life on the staff, they call that killing a story. And they yeah. say they take a lot of pro, they take a lot of joy in killing a story really? because it means that that episode is going to be that much better. Okay. Yeah. And that's how we have to look at it. Yeah. Even though it's tough. Yeah. I mean, we have jokes where we're like, that's a great joke. It just doesn't fit in. I know. Doesn't fit in the hour. Yeah. But then a lot of times those those come back later. Yeah. I feel like this will give people an insight into sort of how these shows arrive the way they do. The old man in the pool and the new one and, and sleepwalk with me and my, my girlfriend's boyfriend. It's like <laughs> all these cards that are right. on the walls and stuff. <laughs> Essentially, all of these things start as single jokes. Yeah. And then they become a story. And then they come become a story sort of with an ending or a point of some kind. Yeah. And then there's maybe 10 or 15 or 20 of them. And yeah. then there starts to become like, that's a theme. It's right. This fits that theme, yeah. this fits that theme, this fits that theme. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and then what if the whole thing is leading towards one main story? Yeah. And and sort of the phase that we're at right now, which is like, which is like we just got tons of jokes and stories on the yeah. wall. So whenever like someone close to me like says like, oh, that story from the bus is an example of yes. this other thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so great. Such a great point. I do like that story too, yeah. the bus story. It was fun. Um, yeah, I like in it often too, uh, it's almost like playing a board game, like a categories or something like that. It's, like make, it's about making connections. Yeah. And just like lacing it together. Uh, my, my contention about whether it's stand up or any kind of like storytelling art, anything, yeah. is obsession. Right. If you're obsessed with the thing, yeah. then people in the audience will be obsessed with the thing. If I, you're not obsessed with the thing, yeah. you're nowhere. Right. And I feel like my obsession currently is some combination of like being married yeah. and realizing that so many things yeah. in adulthood are really analogous to childhood. I agree. I mean, one of the things about the show that I'm sort of grappling with, I actually said this to Ira Glass the other day because mm -hmm. he saw a version of it. And I was like, I wonder if it's too much about like being married and having a child. Mm. 
And that's not relatable to people. And Ira said, he goes, no, no, he is, so many people are in relationships. So many people have kids and so many people can see it through the lens of being kids. So like you're, as long as your stories are well-rounded in terms of Mm -hmm. like seeing all the perspectives in the story, I think you're okay. Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time. Start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint. You can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses, or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music, or eBooks. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, head to squarespace.com slash burbigs, B-I-R-B-I-G-S, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Working It Out comes from Viore. Viore is a clothing company that draws inspiration from the coastal California lifestyle. I was thrilled that they were willing to be a sponsor because I could just talk about how soft and comfortable their clothing is all the time. I mean, I'll read the stuff they told me to say. It's uh, It inspires others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it does that. But also, my experience is it's very, very comfortable. Viore offsets 100% of their carbon footprint. And since 2019, they've also offset 100% of their plastic footprint. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off. Ooh, that's good. Your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable, versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash burbigs. That's viore.com slash burbigs. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping. What? Free shipping on any U.S. orders over 75 bucks and free returns. That's viore.com slash burbigs. Discover the versatility of Viore clothing. final segment is working out for a cause. Is there an organization that you like to contribute to? I think in uh, light of your shows upcoming in Boston, we should do the Greater Boston Food Bank. And yes, make a donation Greater, there. Greater Boston Food Bank. We always try to contribute to food banks. We've contributed to a lot of them over the years. And I, so I read their mail, they send. They really know how to stretch a dollar. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable yeah. what they can do, how many meals they can, these food banks can create yeah. for giving 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever you can give. Um, Greater Boston Food Bank. Thank you, Joe, uh, for being on the podcast. Returning champion. <laughs> I think we might see uh, an, a third one in our future. Uh, yeah, well, thanks. It's been fantastic. Thank you for having me today. Working it out, because it's not done. Working it out, because there's no one. That's going to do it for another episode of Working It Out. I love talking to Joe Berbiglia. My brother, Joe, you can follow him on Instagram at jberbiglia, and you can watch the full video of this interview on our YouTube channel. 
uh, Mike Birbiglia YouTube channel. Check it out. Get all of the facial expressions and physical act-outs that you just don't get from the audio. If you're over there, just sub- click subscribe uh, because it, we're able, the more you subscribe, the more stuff we'll make for that channel. Check out Burbigs.com, sign up for the mailing list to be the first to know about my upcoming shows. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salamone and Joseph Berbiglia, associate producer Mabel Lewis, consulting producer Seth Barish, assistant producer Gary Simons, sound mixed by Shub Sarin, supervising engineer Kate Belinsky, special thanks to Marissa Hurwitz, Josh Upfall, David Raphael, and Nina Quick, my consigliere's Mike Berkowitz, special thanks to Jack Andenoff and Bleachers for their music. Special thanks to my wife, the poet Jay Hope Stein. Her book, Little Astronaut, a beautiful poetry book, is in bookstores or available online. Special thanks, as always, to our daughter, Una, who built the original radio fort made of pillows. And thanks most of all to you who are listening. We really appreciate it. If you're enjoying the show, tell your friends. Rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. You think I give a care what you think of this podcast? See you next time, everybody. 